Welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I brought it home. I brought it home, home, home on the range. No, that is not what I mean. No, 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 no. Home, home. All right, I got to stop. This is not the musical hour with Joe Shaw. Yes. I'm your host, Joe Shaw. I brought it home. Uh, folks may not know, but I'm very passionate about my hometown, Bedford, Texas. No, I don't mean Bedford, Pennsylvania. No, I don't mean Bedford, New Hampshire. No, I don't mean... I know there's got to be more Bedfords, but the Bedford that I love the most, Bedford, Texas, my hometown, it's very important to me. The idea of local politics is critical, especially we're talking in an election year. We're talking in 2024. We're talking big sweeping general election in the United States of America. But what we're not talking about is the important, impactful decisions you can make at a local level that will positively or potentially negatively change the way in which you interact day to day with yourself, with your neighbors, with your community. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to my local city mayor, Mayor Dan Kogan, about his journey from being a concerned citizen to running as a city council member and winning out of nowhere and then transitioning into the role of mayor, which leads him into the upcoming election that is happening in May of 2024, May of this year, and what he's focused on. So I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with the mayor. My hope is I get to do more of these types of local episodes or local stories because the most important thing for me is this community. I'm from this community. I'm raising my family in this community. It is very important to me. I cherish it deeply and I want it to continue to thrive. But before we get to that episode, I do need to take care of some business. So today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on nostalgia overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. And by Self Unbound. Your quality of life, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, is a direct reflection of the level of abundant energy, ease, and connection your nervous system has to experience your life. At Self Unbound, your nervous system takes center stage as we help unbind your limited healing potential through network spinal care. Access the first steps of your Unbound journey by following them on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.selfunbound.com. Now, my conversation with the mayor. Mayor! I like the sound of that. That's a little Back to the Future reference for you. My conversation with Mayor Dan Kogan is right up after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time, I'm very excited personally to speak to this individual because of the fact that he is my local city mayor, Mayor Dan Kogan. Dan, how are you doing today? Doing well, Joe. Thank you for having me on. I know we've been we've been actually trying to get together for a few years now, and uh, I'm glad we finally got this opportunity. I agree. We have been trying to do it, and I'm actually, you know, sometimes timing works out perfectly because when we were trying to get it 
uh, get connected before you were city council and now you're officially mayor of the city of Bedford. And so it's an awesome opportunity to talk about sort of your entire journey um, so far, I would say, right in local politics. And, and I want to I want to dive into that because I think it's so special for folks to. Well, it's so special for me, let me say it this way, to be able to speak to my local city mayor and have this wonderful opportunity. And I think this is a wonderful opportunity for folks to really listen in and hone in on the fact that even though this is a broad uh, national election year in 2024, folks need to remember that here at the local level is where the greatest impact can be made. And especially if you're you want to get more involved in your community or maybe you're not particularly a fan of what's going on in your community, the local level is where you can really start to make an impact on your neighbors and your immediate community. So we'll get into all that. Before we do, um, if this is your first time listening to Detox Podcast, welcome. Uh, here at the show, we invite people to quote unquote detox from the world around them, get a window into how other people live their lives. And so I like to ask all my guests, and Dan, I'll ask you this, to right off the start, what are you currently, and I'm using air quotes here for people that can't see, right, uh, detoxing from? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I think what I'm currently, you know, quote unquote, detoxing from uh, is probably all the, um, I guess, the stress um, that's that's involved, uh, you know, with with everything, you know, in, in addition to uh, being mayor, I'm also a uh, sixth grade elementary school teacher. Uh, so that comes with its own set of set of stress. And so right. I think with the with the new year uh, that we're on, we're in right now in 2024, I think my 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 goal is to minimize as much stress as possible, uh, enjoy this, uh, this this journey that I'm on and uh, and and just and just go along for the ride and, and try not to uh, let it get to me. So I like that. Yeah, that's. I think that's the that's the key. You know, for me, starting out this year, I had a f- a good friend talk about they don't do uh, New Year's resolutions; they do goal setting because like they found a while ago that resolutions are something that feels big and daunting and um, easily breakable, uh, is what it, yes. they would say. And so they talked about the need for for thinking about what goals do I want to focus on and achieve. And so I adopted that a bit for my life. And a couple of things that I adopted was the ability to focus and finish on a lot of different tasks. And I think that can be something as small as putting the laundry away, right? Yes. And can be as big as delivering on maybe a three or four year project that you've been working on that you really like 80% of the work's done. You just got to bring it on home for the last bit. And I think for us, I know um, I'll speak for myself, it becomes very daunting to think about um, it's exciting to start a project. It's very daunting to finish a project, right? And deliver it in a way that feels satisfactory, satisfactorily delivered. Maybe that's a word. We'll, we'll go with that um, for yourself and then also for anybody that is um, consuming the project or, or impacted by it. So speaking of that, I do want to shift a bit because it's been, it's been a moment. So let's wind the clock back yes. to, to 2018. And let's think about when you, Dan Kogan, decided, you know what, I think I'm going to run for city council. Walk me through what that whole determination process was like for you and then how that process started. And of course, we can go through the election and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, let's let's do that. So actually, yesterday marked six years since I actually put my name on the ballot to run for city council. Oh, well, a happy... uh, political anniversary i know there. right it was a it was a big it was a big step it was actually yeah. a really big step because um, i didn't know how, how it was going to turn out quite frankly i was a nobody yeah. um within the city uh but it was i was a concerned citizen yeah. and a concerned resident uh it all started uh probably back in oh gosh i want to say 
20, late 2016, when uh, my wife and I, you know, first bought our home in Bedford. We lived in Bedford as renters uh, in, in apartments yeah. uh, and then uh, moved out of the city. And then we were looking for a house. We decided, hey, we, we have to we have to come back to Bedford. Yeah. We love the area. One thing that you know as well is that we have the best location in the Metroplex, yes. you know, 10 minutes from the airport. 30 minutes, give or take, from anywhere yes. in DFW. Um, and so we, we bought our home here, and I started paying attention, started paying more attention to what was going on because, hey, this is this is the city I'm living in. This is the city I'm going to raise my family in. Right. And so I need, I need to pay attention to what's going on. And uh, the first thing that came up was uh, a bond election for redoing our, our, our parks. It was a $70 million bond. Right. And... Um, it was actually very, very controversial because, um, you know, I'm all for, you know, park improvements and making sure that we keep everything up to date. Uh, but the issue on the table was the council at the time didn't have a plan for what they were going to spend that money on. Right. They pretty much just went to voters and said, hey, $70 million, uh, we'll figure it out afterwards. Right. Well, come to, come to find out, you know, that vote only won by about 64 64 yeah. votes. I remember, yeah. And so it was really tight. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so with that one, you know, the council at the time overpromised yeah. and they underdelivered because because they didn't have that plan set in place before that, right. before that time. So before you know it, we're now cutting things out of that plan uh, because, again, uh, they had that $70 million. They didn't know what they were going to do with it. Right. So fast forward uh, a few months few months later uh, we have this one you know, matter of fact right outside my window right here you probably know this is a development Bedford Commons yep we've been talking about it for <laughs> probably a decade um, in the city and uh, this is one of the last piece of vacant lands in our city uh, really important and one one council meeting uh, the city was um, basically thinking about putting high density uh, uh, apartments high density uh, establishments in in that area. Now, now let me be clear, you know, I think with Bedford, we wanted that, the residents wanted to see that area developed commercially. Right. And, and make this kind of a destination so that people could get off the highway, discover Bedford, and discover what we're all about. Yeah. And so putting the high density um, apartments there was not, was not, didn't fit with what residents wanted. Yeah. And so at one council meeting, particularly when this item was on the agenda, I, I think it was around 400 people showed up to a council meeting. That's right. Which is yeah. insane. It is. And especially so, here. Especially here. And, yeah, yeah. And and so I I was one of those people just paying paying attention. I actually had to ship most of uh, most of us to the uh, the old library right across the street because there wasn't enough room right. in city hall, and uh, they kept the council there until three o'clock in the morning on that on that decision, wow. and so I got to thinking. I said, all right, there is a disconnect here. You just had a bond election that was extremely close, and not many people were on board with it. Right. You also have this now, where four hundred people show up to a council meeting, very upset that we're about to give away our last piece of land for high density instead of commercial development. Fast forward again a few months later, uh, a um, brewery wanted to come to Bedford, yep. Turning Point. That's right. Yep. Um, and would be the first, you know, local one in our area. Yep. And uh, they're local. There were local uh, local guys wanting to set up set up their business in Bedford and, uh, and set up a brewery. And I remember watching that council meeting, and there were still a couple council members during that meeting that said, no, we don't want to have this development here. We don't want to have this this type of business here. It's going to bring in the wrong the wrong crowd. I remember that because there was there was such a wonderful presentation from the Turning Point guys about this is what it would do for the business. This is what we would do for the development. This is our growth plan year over year. And it was still like you said, very much. A couple of council members were very. Uh, I don't want this because it is a quote unquote brewery. Exactly, exactly. And so I you know I looked at that meeting going. 
there there's some people on this council that are out of touch. Right. They're out of touch because this is what we needed in Bedford. We needed it. It was on the south side, yeah. uh, which needs needs that development, needs that attention. And so so looking at that, after that meeting, I, I, I looked at one of the, the council members and I said, all right, you're the one I'm going to run against because <laughs> because that yeah. you, you, you clearly are out of touch. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also I realized that the residents wanted something something better because yeah. they felt like they were being ignored. They were being ignored about the developments for Bedford Commons, and and now we have people that, um, you know, on the council who don't want to bring new and unique businesses to Bedford, and so that's that was my first my first dip in the, in, in there. And, and I've been paying attention, so I've been watching council meetings for about an entire year yeah. prior to uh, prior to running, just so I could make sure that I was up to speed on everything that was going on uh, in our city and following along with the agendas. Uh, going along, and so when I put put my name on the ballot again, I I, I came out of nowhere. Nobody knew who this Dan Koken was. Right. Yeah, and and so I uh, I, I decided to, uh, and I, I gave a lot. There was a lot of hard work going into that that campaign. Um, I remember knocking doors along with my my students. Of, <laughs> I had a couple students who, came, who went out and knocked doors with yeah, me and for yeah. me. Um, and uh, I think I ended up knocking probably about uh, three thousand doors. Wow. Talking to talking to so many people. Yeah. Uh, and and they all felt the same way. They felt they were being ignored. That they we needed new, um, you know, new representation on right. the council, and we needed to change the old way of thinking. Yep. And so um, and so that's you know one thing you know thankfully that that worked out well. I won that election. Yep. Um, and uh, and and over the last next couple of years, uh, you've probably noticed that you know some of, some of those council members who were on previously. They they went away, yep. um, and uh, you know either decided not to run or got defeated, and we completely changed the way things were going. Myself yeah. uh, and and former mayor uh, Boyder, yes, uh, it, for a last part, we we changed that. Uh, I, I come to think when I first came on, I uh, I remember having uh, having breakfast with uh, Mayor Boyder, and uh, he sat me down and he said, Dan, this you know we talked about what we wanted to do, and he said, Dan, I'm, I need your help to change to change the city. He said, Can I count on you? And I said, absolutely, absolutely, I'm in. I said, I'm in. Yeah. And so we worked together to, uh, to change the vision and change the climate here yeah. in the city. I like what you said about Mayor Boyder. I remember at the first election, I don't remember if it was when you were running. Was, was Mayor, Boyer, Boyer, Mayor Boyder running for re-election when you were also running? So, so in 2018, he, uh, he had just been elected previously okay. as just a That's council right. member. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it was 2017 is, is when I, I knew it was close, but I couldn't remember the timing. So in 2017, I remember I was also very upset. We were talking before we recorded about how I, I'm lifelong Bedford resident. The only, there's only been a few times in my life when I didn't live here, and one was because of undergrad uh, when I went to get my, uh, my degree. Um, and then coming back and then, but Bedford is something where it's very important to me and I have a close connection to it and I didn't want the city to die out, right? I didn't want this concept of it only being a bedroom community. I thought there's such a opportunity here to do so much uh, with the city that wasn't mean, there was a lot of untapped potential, right? And I remember I was also fed up with, with the city council at the time and I was kind of on this stump of I'm going to vote for anybody that's running against the current city council because I'm so upset. Yes. And I had a conversation with Mayor Boyder in the parking lot of the library. I'll never forget this. And I said to him, I said, I understand you're running for re-election. These are my concerns as a citizen. Why should I vote for you again when currently it hasn't been great? And he said something similar to what he told you where he said, look, I can only do so much as one person on the council. 
The goal is to get people that are willing to work together as a council and mayor all collectively in order to make change. He said, if we can work, he said, if you will vote for me, what I can promise you is that when we get people that are willing to work together, I will work with them. And I said, all right, it completely changed my vote. I didn't regret that decision. And then when he got, when he became mayor, I saw how well he was willing to work with everybody. And I was just like, I think he did a fantastic job. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then, you know, that, that took a lot of work behind the scenes yeah. um, and, and getting the right people in place so that they can, they can get on board and so that we can, we can all work together. Right. Uh, because in the past, I think, you know, Bedford was behind because of the political struggles. Yeah. It kept us behind because you just, people just going for power plays, trying to yeah. um, just, you know, maneuver different positions and who suffers the residents do. Yes. And so he was able to, you know, unite and, um, and bring us together and, and move us forward in that direction. You know, and, and, and honestly, it, what we had to do, you know, unfortunate as it is, um, after I came on, you know, and after he uh, became, became mayor, uh, we had to look really hard at our staff and our city manager at the time and, to, and ask ourselves a hard question is, is the, is the city manager the one that we want to, to move the city forward? Right. Uh, and, and are they capable? And, and then that answer was no. And so we had, we had to let him go, um, and, and, and change the climate. Cause at the time it was, it was this, this idea that staff, there's a power struggle between staff and council and the residents. Mm. And we can't, nothing's going to get done like that. Agreed. And so, and so we went out and we hired uh, the most experienced city manager in, in our history. Yeah. Um, and, and bringing, you know, Jimmy, our, our city manager on board, he was able to take a look at this organization and heal it. Right. Heal it from the inside and repair those, those, um, those I guess, those feelings mm. of, uh, you know, that you know, towards council, that council, you know, council doesn't care about us uh, and repair those relationships. Yeah. I appreciate you detailing though, the background and that context, yeah. especially because I think st for me as a resident stepping back and thinking about kind of how I grew up and also thinking about now, you can see a, a marked difference between sort of that pre, like sort of pre when, when, uh, when you ran for city council, that era, Versus there, it did really feel like there was a disconnect. There's, and this is this is gonna sound a little clunky, but this is the best way I can think about it. Yeah. It really felt like the government was like this um, disconnected body from the yes. residents, right? The government, big G government, and not sort of for like with the people thinking about the residents and the citizens. And I've seen that change where people are there's an, a willingness to have a conversation, right? You do your regular, um, uh, my, uh, Mayor Boyder did right breakfast with the mayor. Yes. You have similar similar meetups with residents where you make yourself available to any comments, concerns, questions. And then there's also this intentionality between posting you know, new businesses or new events or new opportunities. There's a willingness to try it, I think yes. is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. And when something's not working, I see a, a opportunity there where uh, there's a sort of a, hey, this didn't work exactly like we'd like. We're going to review and see if we need to retool it or fold it into something new or different. There's just, I'd see this intentionality between the government wanting to make life better for the residents now and future residents that yes. I, I didn't always see before. Exactly. I mean, and one of the thing, first things that we, we did when we brought, uh, you know, Jimmy on board, we said we need to change our communications mm. because yes. the communications with the residents were non-existent right. at, at all. Yeah. And so we wanted to make sure, you know, update our social media, make sure we're reaching out to residents. I mean, just, just letting them know when road construction was going on. Yeah. 
That's huge. That's huge. I, I plan my routes around that. Exactly. You know? And just letting them know. And so, um, and you know, yes, you're going to get some criticism. Yes, you're going to get some trolls on there. But you right. take you take it. But by and large, uh, people feel more informed now yes. than they did previously. Yes. And and, and and to your point, you know, with uh, reaching out to residents, you know, I'm I'm you know going to pick up where Mayor Boyder you know left off, and I'm going to have mornings with the mayor again, bringing that back forward <laughs> in February because that's that's the most important yeah. um, is is giving them uh, giving residents and citizens an opportunity to ask the tough questions and be informed directly, you know, from their their government leaders. Yeah. And uh, you know, in the past, you know, I don't think there was. I don't think there was many council members that would knock doors and go and, no. and listen to listen to the residents because, and, and quite frankly, then I have to ask yourself, you know, why why are you here? Right. You know, if you're not here for to serve the residents to make the city better, um, then then please please you know step off. Right. And you know, I'm not um, so naive as to think that people who start out in local politics don't have greater aspirations or ambitions. That's totally fine. I have Correct. no no qualms with that. If the, if you want to utilize Local politics is sort of um, um, uh, an opportunity for you to develop and then start running maybe for state or national elections. Totally fine. What I do have a problem with, and I think this was evident in, in the past in some situations, is a complete disregard for the citizens and who you're working for now because you go, all right, I've got this title checked off from a local level. This means if I'm in it for this long, I can start positioning myself with the powers that be for a state run or, a, and then from there, right, a national run and so on and so forth. And I'm not okay with that because to me, it says you're so, I mean, it's, it's about an athlete, right? An athlete might go to a team that they see as a stepping stone for another team. That's fine. As long as you don't completely disregard Correct. your teammates and your fans and everybody that you are there to, uh, for in the moment. Right. And so I really I do feel there is a genuine care and concern for how things are going and the effort to make things even better. I mean, I even think about I know this is something that that your tenure uh, and other city council members as well has really helped with is just just clean sort just sort of cleaning up a lot of like code like repeat code offenders that it felt like you would drive by and be like well i guess this is never going to get addressed because it's been like this for you know five years or four years or whatever i mean just those things make such a difference to to the optics of the city and getting to feel like okay this is a place i want to continue to raise my kids in exactly 100 percent. can i share a story of my yeah, first absolutely. council meeting yeah. oh my gosh all right so so going back uh my first council meeting ever uh you know i went through it we had an executive session and it was all on about the bedford commons about uh the land there right. and the developer wanting to build you know those you know those high density developments and i i went and i i went back there i had the mayor you know mayor griffin there i had some other council members and i i remember telling everybody i said listen I, I knocked a lot of doors. I spoke to hundreds, hundreds of our residents. Every single one of them, every single one, said that they want that development to be for commercial. They don't want to see high-density development there. And you know what, what happened? They sat there and laughed at me. Really? Laughed at me. Um, matter wow. of fact, we, we, got, we got into a heated argument about what should be done there. Uh, and one council member, I remember them taking their tie off right there and threw it across the table at me. Wow. Um, so that I mean that goes to show you that there was a there was a disregard for for the residents, yeah. quite frankly, yeah. and what their what their opinions were and what they wanted um, to see done with that vacant land. Mm. And so um, and so I'm glad that we are long past that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> long past that. Yeah. Um, and then we're in a place now where we have a council that works together. Yeah. It's not hostile. 
Right. We we take input from the residents because, uh, quite frankly, we we don't want to go back to that. No, not at all. And it's and I think sometimes it, it it's so important. I appreciate you sharing that story. It's so important for folks to understand. And this is something that I was taught growing up, and and I feel like maybe at broader levels we've sort of gotten away from it. But the ability to disagree civilly, you know. Like, yes, you and I can want the same thing and also have different views on how to get there. And at the end of the day, as long, like, the what's the core question? Is this impacting the residents in a negative way? Yes. The answer is no. All right, let's debate. Let's discuss. Let's think about it. And at the end of the day, I'm okay because I know your plan is the plan or someone else's plan is the plan that is going to, it makes the most sense for now. And at the end, the residents are still going to be positively impacted, right? And, but if you're just, Making decisions because you as an individual want to be right and, you know, you don't care about anybody else or how you get there, that's where I have a problem with. Yes. And that's where it's frustrating to see the my way or the highway, black or white type of, or like one, what, yes or no, right or wrong type of thinking. It's like, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of uh, compromise yes. and there's a lot of understanding that I, I still care about you as an individual regardless of what we're discussing. I'm not going to throw my tie across the, the table. <laughs> exactly. I know. Exactly. I can't believe, I cannot believe. I remember, I remember going home from that meeting going, okay, I'm in it. I'm in it now. Right. <laughs> Got both feet in the water. That's now. right. That's exactly what it is. Um, uh, but, but it needed, yeah. you know, it needed to happen. And, and, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't sway me at all because I realized that, you know, this, you know, I'm glad that I ran. There's a, there's a reason I'm here and it's because we needed to change that climate. Yes. We change that way of thinking. Yeah. And, uh, and, and actually, you know, having, you know, it's, it's hard at this local level yeah. uh, because, uh, you know, you, a lot of these things you're talking about, people are very passionate about. Um, and, 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 you, and your neighbors, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're neighbors to all, all, our, all the people, our citizens, and that we, uh, that we hold, you know, we're beholden to. Right. And um, people have these, you know, really, really, um, you know, strong feelings about things. But the one thing that's key is that after a vote or after any kind of decision, um, you just got to let it go. Right. You got to let it go and, and hope to find a compromise, be willing to find that compromise. Uh, and if it doesn't go your way, you know, just just let it go and move on. Right. And thankfully, I, I believe we have a council that does that. Yeah, that's good. You know, you, you recently were, uh, you moved into the position of mayor because yes. of the fact that Mayor Boyder had stepped down. I want you to talk to me about Sort of the so before that, and I'll appreciate your help in sort of educating the listeners on, yes. on the political uh, titles. Sort of mayor pro tem, yes. right? You, so you were you were so walk me through sort of how you got to mayor pro tem, which then allowed you to step into the role as mayor, and then uh, we can talk more about uh, your upcoming election in a moment. Absolutely. So uh, so every council has uh, probably uh, this title of mayor pro tem. You, you've got to think of it like the vice president. Okay. Um, so, so it's somebody that will take over the meetings, run the meetings uh, in absence of the mayor, um, and that and that's basically their their only only duty is that in you know if the mayor can't serve in in, in their capacity, uh, the mayor pro temp steps in, and so uh, you know I got that position because um, uh, council member Sable, uh, who's who's the longest serving council member currently on there right now on our council, decided that she wanted to um, you know give up give up that that responsibility. Um, I got I you know I got the votes from everybody on council to to have that title which was an honor yeah um and uh and and, and quite honestly 
I might admit, I might be one of the, sh- the shortest Mare Pro 10s uh, <laughs> available. Uh, I'll have to check that. But uh, it was only lasted probably about a month or so, I think. Wow. And then and then Mayor Broider, you know, he had to he had he stepped down right. uh, as mayor, and so uh, the council was left. You know, just we have we have to appoint somebody to just keep the continuity, keep the consistency. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I, quite frankly, it's, a, it's an honor that I got selected yep. uh, from. You know, from my fellow council members to uh, to fill those fill those shoes and take on this this responsibility yeah. uh, for the city, and so um, and you know even though I'm the youngest, you know I checked this. So I I had I checked. I'm the youngest mayor at wow. at, thir- at 35, the youngest mayor <laughs> well, in congrats. thank you in Bedford, uh, and I, and I'm, I believe I'm the youngest mayor in, in Tarrant County. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, All right. And so uh, so you know, but but on council, I'm one of the most experienced. Right. Exactly. Only, only um, council member Sable is, uh, is by one year. Yeah. So, uh, right. so yeah, um, it's, it, but, but when I do say is it's, it's truly, truly an honor uh, yeah. to, to have uh, just the faith of my, my fellow council members to, to lead us forward. So this upcoming election that you've got uh, in May of this year, um, uh, if I have that right. Yes, right? May okay. 4th. Yep. Thank you. May, May the 4th be with you. And That's I right. see we've got a, a Yoda thing on your desk as well. So I do. Per- perfect, <laughs> perfect timing for that. Um, so you, this upcoming election, you obviously run for election for city council a few times. This is your first election officially running for mayor. So what what are some of your, I'll, I'll give you this opportunity to talk about maybe what are some of the things that you are most focused on heading into this election cycle? So heading into this election, this is a big election because we are now uh, putting on the ballot additional uh, charter amendments mm. to uh, to improve our charter. And for those listeners who don't you know don't quite quite understand what a charter is, it'd be like your uh, the Constitution, right, for the United States. It runs your city day to day. And so there's some things in there that that needed to be need to be changed, um, such as uh, just just kind of little nuances as well, um, having to do with the uh, our judge, municipal judge, and qualifications. Right now, the judge has to live within the city of, of Bedford, and um, that we found that that's you know that's limited. You know, sure. I, uh, you know, you know, Judge Murphy's done a fantastic job for our city. He's done amazing things, uh, but eventually he's going to retire. Right. And so we need to be able to find somebody to, to fill those shoes. Um, so this has been important. You know, in addition to that, uh, we're change, hoping to change the language for a city manager. I don't. What I don't think people quite understand is that. Um, you know, when it comes to everyone thinks the mayor is in in the office all day, running the city, right. you know, doing all the right, right. Doing, making all the decisions, um, and uh, and and quite frankly, that's just not the case. It's yeah. the city managers that run the day to day operations for a city. So it's so important to find a very qualified city manager. Yeah. Um, and so you probably also saw that um, Jimmy, fortunately, uh, is right. leaving us, but we we did appoint uh, you know our assistant city manager Andrea to fill in his shoes, and so so. But what it's not talked about is that you need to find a really qualified candidate to be your city manager. And right now in our charter, it says that the city manager has to live within the city the city limits. And so to me and many others, we find that very limiting in our search. If we're going to go ahead and find the best, then we need to be, be able to widen that search. Uh, because we came to think about, you know, who's going to move, you know, who's going to move, you know, into our city, if they're already established, they're already experienced, they have a family, they, you know, it's hard to uproot and, and move. And not to mention, let's, let's not even think about the, the housing market here in DFW right. and the availability of homes and interest rates at 
record highs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, you know, and a lot of others, we need to be able to change. And so what we're proposing is uh, 30, uh, 30 miles radius around okay. City Hall. So you have to live within 30 mile radius of City Hall to be uh, city, manager. city manager. Okay. And so that gives us some flexibility for, for qualified candidates yeah. to, run, to run the city. To give you an idea, um, uh, our city manager, Jimmy, you know, he was able to save the city $5 million over the last three years. Wow. And so because of that, we were able to lower the tax rate to the lowest rate it's been in seven years. And so what we found yeah. is that there was a lot of redundancies. We, a lot of that was freezing positions, restructuring different departments, um, you know, including our uh, police department, which um, actually had way too many employees, I'm going to be honest, at, uh, at our uh, station. And we didn't have enough officers on the streets. Okay. We didn't have yeah. enough officers on our streets or patrolling the highway. Now, with the restructuring, you know, we've saved money, but we also now have more officers on our streets patrolling and patrolling the highway. So it was it was yeah. little things like that to make changes. But um, going forward, I, I know I'm kind of you know going no, going back there. Good. But um, going forward, you know what we need to look at, as you know, Bedford's Bedford's issue is that uh, you know we only have, we're almost completely built out. We right. got about one or two percent uh, pieces of land left for development that's vacant. And so what is what we need to look at is what we can put in the the remaining pieces. Making yeah. sure that making sure that puzzle fits exactly where we want it. Making sure that residents have a say in what we put there, yeah. and um, and 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 actually, you know, not just focus on just being a bedroom community, but focus on commercial aspects as yeah. well, and using that using that land to to boost revenue for the city. Yeah, and so like you, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you um, about just real quick. So yeah. first of all, thank you for sharing that. Of course. I wanted to ask you, because uh, I know uh, it will probably come up, I would say, uh, yeah. in, in comments. Um, what are your thoughts on somebody taking the city manager position that doesn't live in Bedford, doesn't live in Bedford, and then sort of, but coming in and making um, decisions that will uh, that will impact positively, or um, I, I hate to use the word negatively, but I would say just decisions that will impact the residents um, without actually being a resident. So it's sort of what's your, your response to someone that would say that? So, so my response is look at, look at what we've seen over the last three years. Sure. Look at what has, has happened. We've repaved more roads this past year than any previous year. That's true. We've, we've saved the city money, uh, $5 million. We've lowered those taxes. Uh, we've cleaned up uh, our city, and we've actually increased uh, revenue of 35%, up 35% with new businesses that we've approved here. Wow. Um, and, and, and also, I would challenge somebody to say, find me one other job other that's not elected where it requires you to live in the city that you work. That's a good point. And, and it's just not there. And so we need, we need to change that way of thinking. We need to change the way it is because, uh, like I said, it, the, the, the candidates that you're going to get when you limit it like that they're not going to be as experienced because yeah. because you're going to be early on in your career when you're very mobile right because uh, once you're once you're experienced and you have a family you set up roots it's hard to move yeah and so so if you want the best we need to be able to recruit the best that makes sense so do you work or you and the city council work very closely with the city manager correct. on making I'm, those decisions correct matter of fact matter okay. of fact yeah um, I, again i think there's this perception that uh, mayors are you know we can, i can pick up the i can pl pick up my phone right now call the police chief and get something done right it is not the case in our <laughs> former government um yeah you know obviously i talk to the police chief obviously right. but i can't give direction 
uh, everything has to be done through the city manager. Okay. And so the city man that's why when I say the city manager is the most important, you know, everything has to be done through through him because it's his authority um, for running um, running the uh, the city, and right. he answers to all seven of us on council. Okay. Well, that helps me as a resident think about sort of whatever concerns I may have had about the the city manager living somewhere else and working within a city and making those decisions. It is something where you've got people that are elected that are in the city and Correct. are residents who are going to be impacted by these decisions. And so they're the voice of the citizens in, in a lot of respects to say, I don't know about this decision or yes, this decision makes sense. What about this decision? You know, um, so that that's yeah. helpful. And I appreciate that because I think a lot of people have this misconception about everything needing to be in the city, but I appreciate you talking about the the employment i mean i the company i work for i do not live in the city that it yeah. that works on right obviously that's it's, it's a little bit different but it's the same idea in in principle um and that's why and then yeah. like and, and to your point this that is why we have a council that right. is made up of residents right. to hold that city uh, that's a city manager accountable uh so that so that they are working on behalf of the residents yeah i like that um i want to talk about let me let me shift and say what is been um maybe as a city council member or in your time as mayor, um, what are some of your biggest wins that you're excited to, to share? Oh gosh, biggest, the biggest wins I, you know, I think a lot of it um, comes down to uh, what, what I just mentioned, uh, yeah. the, the, the restructuring of, of things in different departments, saving the city, the residents money. Um, one of the biggest wins it was uh, going back to the uh, park improvement yeah. So when I first came on, you know, we have this, we, you know, that bond passed. And so we, we were redoing our, you know, our, our park boys ranch, uh, now generations park at boys ranch. Right. And, um, I remember looking at the finances and, and, and going when this thing opens, when this facility opens, our, our city's in the red. Wow. We'd have to raise taxes just to open, just to open the building, uh, because we'd have to man it. We'd have to, um, you know, hire new people just to, just to run it. And so one of the ideas that, that came through is partnering with the YMCA right. and, and, and because this is what they do. This is their, this is their bread and butter, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they run facilities. Um, and so we partnered with them. And, I mean, that, that saved the city a tremendous amount of money yeah. um, just by doing that. And so, and, and, and again, it's a better service for our residents because this is what they do. Yeah. And so, it, you know, that, um, that worried me my first couple yeah. years on council because I, I know that this facility is going to open and... And again, our budget's in the red. How are we right. going to pay for this? Yeah. So that was that was a huge win for our city. You know, I appreciate you sharing that. And there's something where I know as a citizen, I was very hesitant for that bond election. And it was strictly, it was 100% a result of not feeling like there was a clear cut plan yes. for how to get there. I was not opposed to what we have now. I'm a, I'm a member of the YMCA That's because right. I want to take advantage of the facilities and I also want to support Bedford, right? Like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, Bedford, Bedford blood, I would say, right. You know, born and raised and then, and continue to raise my children here. Um, I can still take advantage of that and participate that and still have been against the bond election at the time yes because it was broad sweep. i mean the powerpoint presentation was fantastic oh it was amazing we promised they promised yeah. <laughs> i shouldn't say we they <laughs> promised right. everything um and so yeah. yeah they promised you know we're gonna have a senior center we're gonna right. have this we're gonna have a rock you know a hockey ring stand we're gonna be doing all kinds of tennis things. courts all yeah. everything and we had to cut so much out of that plan 
and and where I got concerned, and I feel that we we've done we've had a market improvement since that time, is I worried that this habit, what I or, or I should say this, I thought it would lead to a habit of we have this seventy million dollars approved to do ideally this facility, but no clear cut plans that yep. are that are you know printed, and then the next time we have a great idea, or is there going to be another bond election? Right. Yes. That's what I was very concerned about. Sort of this idea of a slippery slope. Anytime someone gets kind of a half baked idea, that's right. what they want to do. And I appreciate you and the council and mayor Boyder really sort of steering the ship to get to the point where we're at today. Um, you know, as, as we're recording this, uh, I'm so ingrained in the YMCA, I'm coaching basketball right now. So that is, that is what's top of mind for me. So, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. So <laughs> kind of got voluntold anyways, <laughs> but it, uh, you know, it, it's so wonderful to see the changes that have been made. And I, I want to thank you so much for your work. And then, of course, everybody's hard work that's on the council, Mayor Border. We talked about him as well. Um, as we're wrapping up, yes, I want to ask you about um, some, advi- some advice for people that want to get involved in the political space and why maybe they should really consider the local space. Absolutely. They, they need to consider the local space because, you know, a lot of people, I, you know, I joke with others, they just go out and they vote for president every four years. Right. And then, and, but here, let's, let's be honest, the president has very little, you know, impact on your day-to-day life. Yes. yes. Um, it is your local uh, politics, your local offices, your city councils and your school board that affect your life day-to-day. Um, I think about it also is that, you know, it, on your worst, if you can have imagine the worst day ever that you ever ever have to call 911 you need to make sure that the police are have everything the equipment that they need uh, to get there as fast as they can to meet that emergency same with our fire department they need to be make sure that they're on roads that actually uh, you know are paved right and uh, in addition to that you want to be able to shop in the city you yes. want to be able to um, have uh, business development here within within city city limits, um, and so so all these decisions impact your life more than anything else, more than your state representatives, more than your state senate, your governor, or even the president. Yeah. And so and then and so one of the things, like I said, I'm I'm 35, but yet I'm the youngest mayor in Bedford. <laughs> I, you know, that's, yeah. that's strange, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought about that, and so we need we need uh, people to come in uh, to the city and people who are willing to to make change. Uh, and be willing to volunteer their time uh, for this because you can make a huge impact. I, I, I think, if anything, what I want to show people is that you can make an impact. Yeah. In the last six years, since the, yes, no, six years yesterday, where I put my name on the ballot, right. we've seen that change in Bedford. And my promise when I first started was to get Bedford the fresh start, and here we are. Yes. And so and so now now it's all about moving our city forward. And so, um, I'm I, you know my advice to people who are who want to join and who are interested in joining, start paying attention, start uh, coming to meetings, even at the very least, volunteer on one of our boards and commissions to get get uh, the information that you need and get involved in your city. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some people might, even if you're not ready, you don't want to run for council, that's fine, but we still need people uh, in, in our committees uh, and on our boards and just uh, helping out with the community and volunteering. Yeah. Um, you make a big difference by doing that. I appreciate you sharing that. I think from my adding my own personal perspective to it as well, one thing that continue that has frustrated me and continues to frustrate me, and I hope we 
if nobody else, we as citizens of Bedford will will improve upon this. I get frustrated when people get hung up on this idea of political parties within the local yes. elections because it's at this level it doesn't ma- there's there's no party affiliation right? right and and it doesn't matter what people vote in in a national election it doesn't matter because you need to be able like going back to what we said earlier the ability to disagree civilly and think about how do we want to improve the city and i don't care who you voted for in president yeah you know, every 4 years that you know we're seeing over there in washington dc and not who we're seeing day to day as our That's neighbors right. and our residents. I don't care about that. I care about you, my neighbor. I care about you, our mayor, right? I care about everybody that I see regularly because that's who I want life to improve for. And the decisions to get to the outcomes might be different depending on who you talk to. But as long as we all agree that we're trying to do what's best for the city, then I, I don't see what the harm is. Exactly. Know? No, I'm right there with you. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take a Democrat, Republican. They don't repave a road differently. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, and so, and then, you know, dealing with these local issues, you know, we, you know, I think that we can show and we can be, you know, a good example of, of what politics can be like when you take yeah those political uh, parties out of it, right? Yes. We take those out of it, look at what we can accomplish. Yes. Um, because our council is made up, uh, you know, of both, you know, on the spectrum, the political spectrum, we're, we, we're across the gambit. Yeah. But yet we come together and look what we can accomplish. Yes. That should be, that should say something about politics in the, in the United States. If we can find compromise and we can come together, imagine, yes. just imagine what we can get done. Yes. Well said. The last thing I'm going to say before we go to the final segment of the show is You've got to continue to get out there and vote. I always, always, after every election, look at the total number of votes and then look at our total population and see the huge percentage disparity of people that are actually voting. Um, It is pretty abysmal. You even talked about like the bond election passing by 60-something votes. But even that percentage was way low to the actual eligible voter population within the city. So. Get out there and vote. Here's your reminder, right? Just vote. Just get out Get out the vote, whatever campaign you want to harken back to. Um, but I appreciate it. Mayor Kogan, thank you so much for your time on this issue. And we're going to transition to the final segment of the show. So it's it's a segment I like to call Things to Check Out. So it's a, it is a opportunity for me to recommend something to read, watch, and or listen to. And I invite my guests to do the same. I will go first while you think of, oh, I didn't know I was going to have to recommend a, a book or a movie or a TV show or a album or something I'm interested in. So let me go first. So something to check out from a um, a book perspective. Um, let me go ahead and mention this book by uh, an author, Christopher B. Owen. It's called Behavior. It's a sci-fi thriller. It's set in the future. And the idea of it is this woman who is a Hollywood-level actress gets framed uh, for uh, the murder of her significant other. And it's a futuristic society where everybody has these chips implanted in their brains. It's a little like Minority Report, yeah. the movie, right? Where people kind of sense you're going to do what you're going to do. And so the premise is that she has been wrongly uh, imprisoned for this frame-up job and her the whole book is her trying to clear her name and going on the run to try and achieve that. So it's a sci-fi thriller. It's a lot of fun. It's a pretty easy read. Christopher B. Owen has been a guest on the show before, so check out his book. And then from a movie perspective, I would say I always uh, uh, enjoy watching, um, you know, really, uh, I would say, um, 
movies about political uh, experiences that are uh, not something you would see. So I remember watching Head of State with Chris Rock years ago, where he's an alderman and gets you know propped up to run for president, and he wins. Um, uh, and then it's like, wait, how did this happen? What what we didn't mean to do that. Um, so that's a funny thing to check out. And then also, uh, it's a Disney Channel movie, or maybe it's not Disney Channel, but My Date with the President's Daughter. It's uh, Will Friedle, who's on Boy Meets World, um, is a nobody, and he takes the President's Daughter out for a date, and she escapes the White House and the Secret Service and comedy ensues so that's a it's a fun movie so those are some recommendations to check out dan what's something to for I folks to it. read watch and or listen to okay um one of the things that i would say for watch um is uh this show on uh, apple tv called uh the silo oh yes that's been given to me as a recommendation it, yes, i have not you, checked you it out yet you need to check that okay. out um and uh it's it's obviously it's set, it's set in this post-apocalyptic future uh where people are you know humanity has is in this silo it's underground uh probably due to uh nuclear you know apocalypse right and so they're stuck and they have to survive in this silo uh you know underground and so what happens the first scene is you know it starts with um a, a murder of within the silo of the sheriff oh no and so and so you know we have you have to decide to figure out what happened mm. there's a there's just a bunch of mystery yeah. filled out you know throughout this whole thing why are they here in this silo is it you know and then there's the question is is it real oh because you're not allowed to leave the silo and and the, all they have is this little image that that gets shown about what what the outside looks like, and it's a desolate wasteland yeah. and everything else. Uh, but then, but then there's there's I don't want to give it away. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give okay, it away. You gotta but, check it out. Okay, but you have silo. to check out Silo is right. is the one I would I would recommend. All right. Um, and uh, for and I'm, I'm you know I'm big in and TV and, and, and movies. It is, it is, it is. It, whenever I get a chance, that's yeah. my when we talk about de- detoxing, that's my de-stress. Right. <laughs> um, I think another one. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, uh, but I loved. Uh, uh, Oppenheimer this last mm. over the summer yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I always thought that uh, you know I think of t- 10 years ago I, I remember mentioning I was like I'm like they need to make a movie <laughs> about the Manhattan Project because of everything and, and here we are but but yeah. absolutely just just the the idea of of the time and the struggles that Oppenheimer had to deal with uh right. you know with everything and just being in in his mind and what his yeah. duty and how to do it was just just and it was well done yeah. Christopher Nolan did a fantastic job so I'm, I'm sure people have seen it but if you haven't I have not. I will tell you. I will go on the record. Yeah. I have not seen it. It was something where I, you know, I'm still getting back in the habit of going to see movies in the theaters, and so I missed that one. And it, you know, couldn't get a sitter in time. But yes, I've got it. I've got it uh, as soon as it's available on streaming. I'm clearing my calendar to watch it. But yeah, I've got uh, Oppenheimer. Looks incredible. I'm a Christopher Nolan sucker. Oh, okay. Any, anything yes. he puts out, I'm just like, yeah, I'll. I'll here's my money. Exactly. <laughs> so here's my wallet. Take <laughs> exactly. it. Just take it. All right. Well, Dan, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to, or and the city of Bedford and see what the city of Bedford is up to. What's the best way for them to do that? So uh, you can uh, follow me on Facebook, Mayor Kogan. Um, and you can also uh, take a look at my website. That is just uh, mayorkogan.com. And uh, you can also check out uh, Bedford's uh, Bedford's communications page uh, or Bedford, uh, just Bedford TX. All right. Well, Mayor Kogan, thank you so much for the time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Joe. I'm glad we got to do this finally. Yes, absolutely. Well, listeners, you've been detoxing with Detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. 
It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.